Hello everyone and welcome to Finding My Perfect Awkward. This episode is not going to be like any other episode that Finding My Perfect Awkward has done as it is going to be emotional and serious. Trigger and fair warning, there will be discussions of the events of September 11th, 2001, our experiences as well as the experiences of others that have been told to us secondhand and mention of 1 October. Our hearts go out to all of those affected by tragic events as well as the first responders who put their lives out on the line not only on days of tragedy, but every day. We do have a panel. We have Sarah. Hello. <laughs> this is I audio, think. so I would love... <laughs> you have to talk, my love. I Our know. Our I... Sarah waved. Yeah. Like Sarah <laughs> waved. Hi. Yeah. Sarah, and then, and then we have Michelle. Hello. And Marie. Hi. Also known as the Radio Fam. And then we also have Will Dorsey. Hello. Hello. So I wanted a few different perspectives. I wanted a variety of points of view, uh, just different parts of the country, just different different perspectives in general. And I thought that this would be a good group. Um, some of us have stories, some of us don't, but it all, you know, it, it all affects us in some way. So I wanted to hear everything that you have to say. Uh, it is panel-like, so I'm going to, I have some stuff to say too, um, but I'm going to open it up first to being a open floor. Um, I know that Michelle was talking to me about uh, like your conversation with your mom and uh, like when it actually happened and your, uh, your experience with your husband when you saw it on TV and all of those. So if anybody has any stories and would like to share, now's the time. So what I what I remember most about that morning, and I, I every time I think back about what I said, I, I I sound like a moron, but it was just something that why would this be actually happening? Um, I want to say it was maybe five forty five in the morning in Las Vegas, um, something like that. I, I know it was before six because it was before um, I think it was before six because I, I believe that's the time we got up to get ready for work. And mm -hmm. I happened to wake up early. We fell asleep with the TV on the night before. So I woke up and all I remember is at the bottom, it said something like, you know, World Trade Center on fire or something like that. And I just kind of vaguely remember rolling over and kind of smacking my husband with my hand saying something like the World Trade Center is on fire. Is that a big deal? And kind of rolled back over and went to sleep for maybe a second. And then we both shut up in bed and, you know, like looked at the TV because we just we just couldn't I, I couldn't believe I said those words yeah. um and just I, I'm not even sure how accurate my memory is it was so long ago but I feel like he was already at work when the second tower was hit because I remember calling him I, I, I remember calling him and telling him and I was crying and I said the second tower was hit and he got mad and he yelled at me and said, this is so stupid. No, it wasn't. You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even watch the news. And he's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really don't. And he yeah. got pissed and hung up on me and ultimately, you know, called me back and apologized. And I, like, we had no idea what was going on. We had no idea what was happening. No one had any idea what was happening. Yeah. And uh, I, I do remember being glued to the TV. I do remember finally going into work, even though I didn't want to. And I remember my wonderful wonderful boss at the time 
Um, his name was Bruno and Bruno brought a TV in for me because he just, he knew that yeah. I would want to watch, you know, so he, which I thought was very nice. So I still, you know, I went into the office, I did my job, but he brought a TV in for me, which I thought was awesome. That is awesome. I kind of what I remember. So I was okay. So I was three years old when this happened. Um, and also on the West coast. So I was definitely asleep. But the thing that I find interesting is that everybody says that they remember where they were when this happened. It's one of the biggest events and it to date. And it's something that every, it like stamps your memory. But I have certain family members and friends and that have no idea that weren't as young as me, that were old enough to, you know, recognize what was happening or at least be able to, you know, watch a TV and comprehend that. And like, they don't remember. They have no idea. They were like, oh, yeah, I think I was sleeping. Or, oh, yeah, I, I think I think I was at home. And I, I find it interesting but also kind of weird that there are just some people that don't remember there are some people that that doesn't stamp their mind that was me actually until this year i could not remember where i was because i was i was 11 but it became so traumatic for me that my mind jumbled it up um because i've always had anxiety even as a kid And it wasn't until this year when I found my childhood diary and I filled it with over 10 pages Wow! um, that I remembered. Whoa. Yeah. I found it this past year um, because I was talking with my mom as we were heading down to actually a bridal shower on 9-11 and we were talking. She's like, no, Sarah, you weren't in eighth grade. You were in seventh grade and this, 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 and this. And I was like, that's right. And so when we got home after the bridal shower, I found my diary and I poured through the pages and everything came flooding back. And what happened was, is I watched it. I'm in Ohio for those that don't know. So I share time zone with New York and I watched it happen in real time because when I was in seventh grade, my homeroom teacher, we started the day in homeroom at around 830. And she always had Good Morning America on. And I watched it in real time. So she had it on and I didn't understand. I was like, who cares? There's a building on fire. You know, 11-year-old is like, what's going on? And I didn't realize it was a big deal until I'm watching it. And I saw the second plane hit the tower. And I remember sitting there not understanding and then thinking that I was watching something in the Middle East because during that time there's a lot of tumultuous stuff happening in the Middle East and that's all you heard about Mm -hmm. on the news was Middle East and she ran out of the room and she was gone and then came back and turned off the TV and was crying and I've never heard a group of 7th graders go quiet so quickly Wow! and the rest of the day because no one was telling us exactly what was going on, but some teachers who were more liberal with their students would tell them more. So literally like when the bell would release, it was like a meeting hub with all the students. This is what this teacher told me. This is what this teacher told me. This is what this teacher told me. And then when it started to get really scary, 
was in noon when all of the fr- all of my friends started getting pulled out of classes. And it wasn't my mom didn't pull me out of class. Afterwards, she told me she goes, school is the safest place for you. What am I going to do? Because being in Ohio, what happened was one of the planes was going over Cleveland and then turned back around and went. So everyone was panicked. And a lot of people actually in my area, because I lived in Canal Fulton, which is a lot of planes heading to Cleveland fly over Canal Fulton. A lot of people saw the plane and it was flying way lower than it should have. So a lot of people thought that the nuclear power plant that was only about 50 miles away from us was a target. So everyone started freaking out and we basically went into a mini shutdown in my area. Jeez. So after that, I came home, still didn't quite get it. And then I was watching the news and this is a trigger warning. Uh, And I'm not going to tear up. But what changed me and what changed uh, how I process things was I saw the, uh, I guess, the infamous image of a man falling to his death. Mm. And after that, my parents had to turn it off because I was inconsolable. And that's when it all hit me. And after that, I started recording everything in my diary because in my 11-year-old brain, I thought the government might forget something. And I need to I need to record everything just in case. And I have 10, 15 pages of just 9-11 stuff because that was me as an 11-year-old trying to control something that I cannot control. It was, wow. yeah. That's crazy. Wow. It must have been crazy reading it all back. It was, yeah. it was crazy. It was tough. It was also, I won't say funny, but to see 11-year-old Sarah writing about something serious and trying to be serious well, and now, like, being 11 years old, that's one of, honestly, that's one of the most awkward times in your life, but that's also when you're still trying to figure things out, not only about yourself, but about the world around you, and, like, you don't know anything going on, so for, so for something like that to happen at that age, I mean, and even reading it back now, it's, you're, like, all that awkwardness, but all of that, like, uncertainty comes back, too, I'm sure. And we were supposed to have my birthday party that weekend because I'm born on the 4th. Uh, but we canceled it because of 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Will? See, so for me, you know, I, I was kind of in the same situation as Sarah, except for, you know, obviously, what, an hour behind. So I had watched it live on TV from home. Um, I don't know why 11-year-old me tend to like to watch the news periodically. So, like, I got to watch it as it happened. And I storied, like, I I will never forget the reporter at the time and, like, the screams that had came out. Um, Because, like, you know, I just remember the reporter reporting on something else. And for whatever reason, they were looking at the World Trade Center and like, they're just, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And of course, you know, 11 year old me is like, uh, what? <laughs> and, you know, you, you I, I still hadn't fully comprehended exactly what had happened yet. Um, like, I mean, I had seen the second plane go into the tower. I saw the buildings fall. Like, I, I, I watched all this happen. I 
was supposed to go to school that day. School got canceled that day. Um, but for me, at the time, I'm still not fully comprehending what has happened. So I'm looking at it like, cool, got a free day off from school, you know? And it wasn't up until, I can't remember if Bush had came on that night or if he came on a few nights later, but it wasn't up until the night that Bush had came on and addressed the nation that it really occurred to me what happened. And I remember being extremely scared. And I mean... The sad truth is, is like, even to this day, like, there's still like that fear in me, like, it's not nearly to what it was, you know, when I was younger, but like, I constantly have that, huh, and it's like, you know, it, it's just kind of that feeling of, of, I don't know, I guess I did get like a bit of anxiety or, you know, fear or whatever out of that whole thing. Right. Well, there's a whole bunch of uncertainty. So nobody knew it was happening. And it was, you know, it's scary to begin with, like, no matter what, no matter where you are, who you are, you know, what you know, it's scary. So I'm sure everybody was just nervous and anxious and uncertain and scared. It definitely wasn't an easy time to get through. Like, that's for sure. Right. But there is something, too, that I've been told, because, again, I I don't remember anything. All I know is what I've been told and the experiences I've been told. Um, but the, something that I have yet to come to know is the unity that I've been told about after <laughs> it happened. I, I have two 912 t-shirts. One says live united like 912 and the other one says proud to be a 912 American. And I have, I, I wish, I wish the country would be like 912 again without the horror of 9-11 because we're nothing like we were mm. on yeah. September 12th. There wasn't an American flag in the store to be bought. They were hanging everywhere. Uh, people were volunteering there, you couldn't even buy water because everyone already bought it all and brought it to the, at any shelter, any location. It was, <laughs> oh, I would love to see a 912 America again someday before I die without well, the horror of 9-11. Well, mm -hmm. we actually cared about each other. Mm -hmm. like, right. right. Like, no one had a color. No one had a political affiliation. No one had a religion. Mm -hmm. We were red, white, and blue. Right. From, from 20, uh, 2001 to 2021 it's like I, I don't recognize this like I've, I've never seen mm -hmm. how much like from I will never forget that time it was just it was like oh like if you you wanted to help out your fellow man no matter what and yeah. it was just what. okay the, <laughs> the thing that's the closest thing that I could even comprehend that's close that's not even I, is it's, one October. it's such a small it's such a small scale but yeah it's a small scale but it's the only thing that I can even wrap my head around because mm -hmm. I was not like I was not old enough to comprehend that so the only yeah, thing that like I was one October was us right and then nine nine 
yeah, 9-11 is like it was countrywide, world, even worldwide, honestly. So, but and one, I, I kept thinking about nine one as everyone was talking about. I'm sorry, October one, as everyone was talking, and I remember all the Vegas strong stuff. So replace Vegas strong with America strong. It was just every single American was just proud to be an American, and right. all they wanted to do was help everybody. All they wanted to do was help. It was it was beautiful. And from that, that's exactly what I'm coming from is like when when you describe everything that was going on, the only thing that I, I like mm-hmm. I'm like even my generation or before or after can comprehend is like if we're in the city is that or even hearing about that. And it's so, kind of, that's kind of a little that's kind of sad, honestly, because I haven't I didn't know 912. Nobody in my generation knows 912. Nobody has an, any idea of what that's like. Nope. So you know what's really cool to me about 912 versus uh, 1 October is the fact that 912, that was before social media had even mm-hmm. been a thing. Like, yep. like, you weren't doing it for show. You weren't proud to be America, uh, an American for show. Right, for the gram gram. It was right. for real. You were, like, you felt this deep depth. <laughs> and, like, it's a feeling that I I appreciate that we got to experience that feeling. But the reason why sucks that it happened. Well, and the yeah. reason why seems to be the only thing that will get you, get us back to that which is terrible because it, it's terrible that it has to take a massacre or a terrible event in order to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Marie, first of all, Marie, do you, where were you and what, what were you doing? What was happening? <coughs> Your neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> I, I was in the same time zone as uh, you guys, um, Pacific time zone, because I'm from uh, Washington State. I think I was like 16, so I was like in high school. So I was getting ready for school when I think the first tower was hit, and my mom let me know. And I think it was, and like on the news, you know, we'd have that on for like, you know, weather things or whatever, and or just whatever. And, um, but I think we, I just thought it was an accident. We just thought it was an accident. Like, what a terrible thing with this plane accidentally ran into a tower like how does that happen and it wasn't until like I was at school and then they did the same thing where they brought the tv in you know like my memory's a little foggy too I remember them bringing the tv in and then when that when the second one hit too kind of everybody being like oh shit what's going on you know and I don't really remember even really know how we found out like I don't really remember the rest of the day or if like we got out of school early or anything um I do remember like coming home and like one of my neighbors was like or like he was somebody like on my bus route walking home and he was like I just remember he was in the middle of the street and he's like, we're under attack. He's like, but we got him. And he was like punching like, like the middle of the street, just like kind of random. Like it was, it was kind of funny, but I was just like, what is going on? Like, I just didn't know, you know, like as like a teenager, you know, like, what is he talking about? Like, we're, we're, we're under attack, you know what I mean? So, and then, and then the funny, you said like the diary thing, like I, I do remember like being at school, like in my truck, like when we officially like went to war after that. And I remember like writing in my diary, like, okay, we're at war. Like, I didn't know what that meant, you know? And like, it was just kind of scary because you just like, yeah, like, what does that mean? You know, like you see planes fly over and it was like, okay, is that like war planes? You know, <laughs> you just like don't know. So it was just a weird time. 
I forever thought that when when I heard that we were going to war, I was like, man, like I've heard something about the draft. Yeah, is yeah. this going to come oh. back? Like, is this going to affect me somehow? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was scared to death that I, didn't I was even think have to that. go to war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah. I did only because I, I had older I had older male cousins. And so I thought of that too. I was very worried about it. Cause in history class we were learning about all that stuff, especially after 9-11 and when it was announced. I was like, cause I had a bunch of male cousins that had just turned 18. And so I was like, Yeah. Yeah. And being from a small town, recruiters, uh, they they go after you. Very good. Uh, when I was 17, recruiters were going after me as soon as I turned 17 oh, at wow. high school. They were following me around. They wouldn't leave me alone. They took me out of gym class. So a lot of recruiters showed up in my school district after 9-11 to start getting kids registered. It was crazy. That's- yeah. So, so I remember um, also in September of 2001 that my grandmother, who was very, 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 very sick with cancer and kind of my favorite person on the planet, uh, her 69th birthday was September 30th, mm. 2001. And we were having a birthday party for her. And the reason we were having a 69th birthday instead of a 70th is because we all knew that there was not going to be a 70th. And, uh, but on September 11th, my uncle who lives in Vegas, where I live, was flying in to see his sister and he was gonna stay for a month. Mm. And so I remember at some point it dawned on me, oh my gosh, Uncle Joe was flying today. And so Mm. I remember trying to call my grandma to see if Uncle Joe even got in. And Mm -hmm. I remember having a hard time getting through to her. And I don't know if it was because of phone lines or if it was because everyone was calling her for the same reason. You know, I, I don't really remember why, but I do remember when she finally answered the phone and she started screaming at me. She was like, why is everyone asking about him? And she hung up. And, uh, you know, then again, once we kind of all figured out what was going on, you know, my uncle did, in fact, land safely. And I think it was about two weeks later that the rest of us were all heading out to Ohio to see her to Cleveland for her birthday party. Um, And it was very, very different in the airports. It was you know, I had lived in Vegas for seven years at that point, and I had flown back to Cleveland a hundred times. The airports never looked like that before. I mean, it was it was weird having to take off shoes, having everything, you know, I, I'm very used to having a few drinks before I get on a plane. They're, they won't let you on. Um, it was it was very weird. And, you know, flying was terrifying. I, I was I was terrified the whole time. And uh yeah, it was it was rough getting to my grandmother's, and I wasn't going to go, but I'm so grateful that I did because she died on her 69th birthday. So, um, oh, no. so oh, she died man. right after the party. Okay. Um, <gasps> so yeah, I mean it was it was just it was horrendous. But I remember I remember calling her. Did Uncle Joe land? Why is everyone asking me that? Click, <laughs> dude. Oh. But did he land? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the cancer had affected her brain. She didn't. You know, I. Who knows what was going on in her head at that point. Mm-hmm. But apparently I wasn't the only one asking about Uncle Joe. 
Yeah, no kidding. I mean, but he was fine. So he was fine. He yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. landed and he got there, and and you know, he got to see his sister for a few weeks, and so that was mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Yeah, but very weird in the airports after nine eleven. Yeah, I remember even because when my grandma would come visit a lot, I remember it was different that we couldn't go like you know wait for her at the terminal anymore and go. So yeah. that was just a huge thing. Yeah, because you used to be able to do that and watch them come in, and you weren't allowed to do that anymore. What's crazy, too, is we're talking a lot about unity in the couple days after. But I had I had a unique experience on the 10th anniversary because by that time I was living in New York City. Mm-hmm. And on the 10th anniversary, uh, on 2013, they found a piece of the plane lodged in between two buildings while I went to school out there. And so 10 years after, because I started going out to school out there uh, 2008, and I lived out there until 2013. And people were different and changed because of that. While we had a couple days of unity afterwards, the lasting effects were very sad to see and to see a lot of negativity towards certain classes of people one of which story that i remember um because there were riots while i was there there was a mosque that was looking to open up close to the site of uh ground zero because they wanted to open up as a place of unity and to do good works and to try and take back the narrative i already have chills that couldn't have been well received oh my gosh and what happened was people started rioting, people started graffitiing, people Ugh. started doing hate attacks on mosques, and people that identified as Muslim. Um, so while we did have a couple of days of unity, I think it's very important to also mention the fact that there was a lot of negativity that was spurred that I hope now with another 10 years under our belt and with extra reflection, people realize how wrong that was. And while it might have been triggered by emotions and ignorance, those scars are still lasting because a lot of those, all of those people were Americans and their memories of 9-11 are very different than ours. I'm coming from a place of privilege personally. And another friend of mine in college, because I went to New York City, And of course, on the 10th anniversary, we were all talking about it. And she was Muslim. And she was told in her high school for her to leave the classroom because she was making the other kids feel uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So. While. While good experiences happen for a couple of days after for most of us, I think it's also very important to acknowledge pain that happened to fellow Americans because of ignorance as well. Wow. Yeah, that is a fantastic point. I like I'm she was making people uncomfortable. Yeah, that's in, in what, her, just by existing. In her American classroom. Yes, just by existing. <laughs> she, she was told to leave. 
Like, she can't help who she is. <laughs> I mean... And and none of her classmates stuck up for her. They were all kids. 11 years old, 12 years old, because we're the same age. And... Uh, but, okay, it, that, that's true. Because I'm, I'm thinking about this from my point of view at this age, at my age, right. with my attitude, knowing what I know. Right. <laughs> she wouldn't have left that classroom if I was there. <laughs> Right, but like eleven oh, years no, old again, like the awkwardness at and the yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> wow, yeah, and it 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 really <laughs> it really opened my eyes even further. And being also out in New York City during this time when the Ground Zero mar- Mosque was trying to open, it kind of changed even more my point of view of who I wanted to be. And when I came back home. Uh, remember, I'm from a small town. Everyone was still stuck in that mindset. Shortly after I returned home, I remember changing the cover photo on my Facebook because I would used to change to Natural Wonders of the World or Wonders of the World. I changed it to a picture of the Pink Mosque, which is a very beautiful structure. And I was written to by multiple people that I graduated high school with. And some family members of how disrespectful I was and how I wasn't a true American because they attacked this country. Wow. And I think (laughs) it's very important while we're talking about this and we want to talk about, you know, the, the, we want to reflect on the positivity that came out of such a tragedy. It's very important to recognize that these, these things occurred. And in some areas, uh, still do occur. Well, so something that I would say, um, and I kind of touched on this uh, when we had talked about this before, but like, like when 9-11 happened, like it was almost like uh, a switch flipped and it was like, eh. It was like a wound that happened that has bled and bled and bled, and it's still bleeding to this day. It's only gotten bigger. So, like, it it started out with, you know, one group, and it's just only grown from there. Because, like, where we once were, where, like, oh, we all came together with the exception of, you know, like, you had the people that, you know, had hate in their hearts still, and then, like, it just, it grew. And I don't know. It, it, it's definitely, it's, uh, I, I feel for that group of people. And I feel for, you know, because, I mean, I, I saw a lot of uh, what had taken place, you know, in terms of, like, how we treated different people and whatnot versus, like, your typical American as what we might say. And I mean, it was definitely wrong. Okay. And everything that recognition of the 20th anniversary and the events that happened 20 years ago or 20 years and a week ago, this will be released on Saturday. Uh, But it's also to, this was also to put it out there that it is okay to talk 
about and have a conversation about all of these devastating things and talk about unification as well as hatred, as well as events that lead up to both. Um, and it's entirely sad and it's very devastating that things still happen like this everywhere and that it happened at all. Um, and honestly, I hope that more education is spread and that more uh, happens to stop hatred, even though it's just uh, a human thing. Yes, William Dorsey raised their hand. Yes, William Dorsey. I'm sorry. Um, so can I just say one thing that um, I thought was so cool uh, back on the whole unification part? was, uh, so when WWE, um, they were actually the first live event that happened of its kind after 9-11 happened. Um, they did that uh, on, I want to say it was the 13th. They did their very first event. And in that event, uh, it was just so cool just to see how they just put together a show. And there wasn't the typical good guy, bad guy situation going on there. It was just, everybody was kind of rooting for everybody there just because, you know, we, we were essentially showing the world that, hey, you might have hit us, but, like, we're going to continue going strong kind of thing. But, like, they put out a documentary last week kind of documenting what happened as to what led up to them making this decision to have that show and I mean I, I, I can't even imagine what it would have felt like to be the person that had to make that decision to say yes we're going to do this still yeah. because I mean of course you're going to have the critics that are like yo we don't need to do this show and then you have the people that are like heck yeah let's do this like, like, like we need to be there for our people and whatnot. And I mean, I watching that documentary, I was able to go back in my mind and like reimagine that show when I watched it for the first time. And you know, like it it was like that touching moment of like, man, like I feel connected to this. Like this is this is something very real here that like we're all going for the same cause and I mean, I don't know, like, just going back to the whole unity thing, like, I I just, I miss that. I well, miss that point when we're all on the same page of, like, yo, like, I, I, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> well, also, too, I think that going back to what you were saying about being the person to make the decision to still have the show go on, there was a time of darkness. There was a huge just uncertainty of what was happening and just a big dark blanket over the entire country. And I feel like, obviously I don't know, but in my opinion, what I think and what I assume is that they're like, we need to give some form of entertainment and something that's not this dark, a part of this dark blanket. Mm -hmm. Have them change the channel and it not be this and have it be something else. Yeah. Um, so definitely. 
don't know. I I just I for me that was definitely like one of the more impactful things that like like there's a period in my life and it's that period surrounding 9/11 that is very memorable for me. Like I I can actually pull like whole memories out from like, oh, yep, I remember I did this, I did this, I watched this, I did this. And by far, that was like the most impactful moment that like, you know, it will stay with me forever. And I mean, I I hope to never forget that. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate all of you being on this episode. It is not like any other episode that Finding My Perfect Awkward has ever done. Very <laughs> serious, very emotional. Um, but I feel like, again, it's important to talk about it and to not forget it uh, because it is prevalent not only in our history, but for all of our lives. And it impacts us still to this day, every day. Um, so I appreciate all of you for being on this. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah.